The Grid Iron Show, and it's time for the West NFC and AFC two podcasts, two days. We have returned. I'm back from Chile, and Ollie is going to finally do something. I don't mean that. I love you. Uh, and plus, there's some news and stuff, but I don't know what any of it is because I've not been here. <laughs> we'll ask your questions on Twitter. We'll get to all the usual stuff, and we're doing the first show from the man cave. What a treat this is! The Grid Iron Show. I really should have thought through that intro before I started it, because I don't know if anyone could tell, but about halfway through it, I really lost track of where I was going. I couldn't tell. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. But I wasn't listening to you, so I, uh, <laughs> apart from, I, you lost me when you, you gave me a jibe, which uh, was a fair enough jibe. I want to explain myself. I, I worked a lot. My parents came in from out of town. Oh, uh, whenever it's a series of quick excuses, that's when I get really concerned. My uh, tux didn't come back from the cleaners. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, Listen, there were varying factors of why we couldn't do the podcast, but Paolo Bandini decided to skip town, skip the country, uh, which was disappointing. Not acceptable. Um, but but we're back, and it's wonderful to see you, Will. Um, how, Thanks, buddy. How was Chile? Chile was Chile, lay, lay. The uh, chi, 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 lay, 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 viva Chile. You know that's wrong, and you did it just to annoy me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. What's yeah. great is you can't hear the sound effects board, so I can just do whatever I like. For the bang? Oh, no. And uh, you, You've been waiting for this for months. Tight spiral balls. Ooh. And the fact is, I've now got it... Uh, We've got the soundboard back from the Super Bowl because we're back using the Super Bowl equipment. We are in the man cave for the first time ever, and this may well be where we regularly start recording podcasts. I'll tell you what, mate, if we're going to do it in here, can you sort of spruce it up a bit? It needs a hoover. That's one thing it does need because there are spider's webs everywhere. Yeah, well, apart from when your cat put its face in a load of spider's webs. But, um, yeah. Oh, you can hear that from there, can you? Yeah, I can hear it through your your headphones, you doofus. (laughs) I know you've chucked in a tight spiral balls. Oh, oops. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really loud, isn't it? Kid watch! Sorry, I had to actually do something on the end, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I've just been reading The Dolphins renovated home to be renamed the Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, that's terrible. That's really terrible. Are they going to have, like... What would it have on the T-shirt? Well, the, uh, the question is, are they going to have... Stadium. Crap memorabilia from rock bands or from former Dolphins legends all over the walls? Ala, have you been to a hard rock cafe before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always, like, one decent piece of... Like, there's, like, a guitar by somebody genuinely famous. Like, wow! And then there's, like, you know, <laughs> the, the, there's a the... glove worn on stage by the bassist from Shawaddy Waddy. <laughs> that... Yeah, a guitar string from Michael Jackson's second lead guitar. Brilliant. Just genuinely ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, we're back. Chile was great. How was your time while I was away? Yeah, it was fine. Lots of work. Um, I've been spending too much time either talking to him on the phone or on WhatsApp or in person with Nat Coombs. Uh, (laughs) Um, How was the brand new all NFL show, all ass NFL special, which I'm doing next week, but it's not, it's for the week after or something. I don't really understand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, did I pull back the curtain? <laughs> it really, oh, uh, really did. Here's, here's a nice little uh, tidbit from uh, Chile for you. Oh, here's one for you. A lot of people. Thanks, Macca. Yeah, sorry, a lot of people uh, who listen to this show, I'm sure, listen to around the NFL and get much better NFL news from them. But we don't do the news; we do everything else around the peripheries. Um, and Badly. 
the shh, and uh, you know they ha- they have the whole open the kimono thing, like as a way of like pull back the curtain. Um, the phrase they have open the kimono that's uh, like really suggestive <laughs> and yeah, sexual. I know it is. Wow. So the phrase they use in. Um, Chili for when you like reveal something or you let, lay, lay, or you let the cat out of the bag or you spill the beans. They say sandwich de palta, which is uh, avocado sandwich, and it's to describe when like if you bite into an avocado sandwich, all the avocado spills out of the sides. So it's like <laughs> spill the beans. That's incredible! <laughs> what a great saying that is. Sandwich de palta. So if you, if you, I think is it palta? That sounds like the right word. Palta. Uh, d- d- Palto sounds like the right word for avocado in Spanish. Uh, yeah. Are you sure? Uh, Palto? <laughs> avocado in Spanish. It's a man live Googling. Um, I'm not sure whether that would be right. Is it right? Uh, well, it's now telling me it's aguacate, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's a... La Palta. La... Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Google. You've saved my ass there. Yeah, really I, did. I did spend my whole time out there doing Duolingo in an attempt to... Uh, learn some basic level spanish and i thought i did i could like the thing is i can understand like 30 40 percent of what sarah's family say i cannot speak very much to her. i can ask how you are what you've been doing like real kind of base level stuff but well when i arrived today i said using my uh year seven spanish to your <laughs> lovely wife i said hola que tal and she said we don't say that <laughs> you make my wife sound incredibly harsh which she is so that's fine <laughs> the amount of time she told you off in about 10 minutes before we started recording was amazing <laughs> she is not in the room just in case anyone's wondering because i would definitely the... not be saying that end of the garden uh there, well, i'm just wondering if we've had some tweets because we've had tweets in regarding our two um divisions over the next that we're doing today and tomorrow it's the nfc west today yes and we've got a bunch of uh, la rams interviews we've got lance kendrick who you spoke to when he was out here uh, loved him uh, with the team but then also we're gonna uh, bring back some of our interviews from the Super Bowl as well because I know you guys have all been enjoying Hard Knocks how you can't have been I don't know alright I haven't seen it <laughs> <laughs> don't have a go but whilst we were there we spoke with Aaron Donald we spoke with Michael Brockers we spoke with Todd Gurley we spoke with uh, Sam Farmer as well if you're not familiar with Sam Farmer he is the man in LA who's been covering the move of football back to LA basically since football left LA and is the most knowledgeable guy so we're mm-hmm. going to do a bit of a round robin LA I think I know we said we'd do the AFC we- NFC West in this show should we do the news and the AFC West and then tomorrow do the a- NFC West and then all those Rams interviews. I think that's what we should do, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you've just come to this conclusion. Because <laughs> uh, I'm special. Have you got all the news up in front of you? Some of it, yeah. Somebody did ask. They wanted some uh, some Catwatch. Hashtag Catwatch. They wanted to make sure you hadn't been eaten alive by my... Um, uh, I was going to call them pussies then, but I just... Oh, dear, I oh didn't, dear. I didn't want it to be suggestive. I didn't mean it to be. Can I say, uh, just, just say cats. We'll just now, say cats. I managed to... I think I told the listeners I managed to get rid of the cats uh, to Adam Farkson. Is he an LA Rams supporter? He is an LA Rams supporter. I don't know. I thought he said he was going to give them up and try something else. Was that another no, one? No, that was... Sam uh, said that he was going to give yeah. up uh, the supporting Titans. the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Just as they're starting to almost become relevant. Ooh, I feel bad for saying that. And um, anyway, so I dropped them off, which was great. But I think they had a few issues, or one of them, Frank, your cat, had a few (laughs) issues of acclimatizing to Adam's house and kept shitting and pissing everywhere, right? Yeah, just uh, he actually Mm. shat 
next to the uh, <laughs> take it piss, isn't it? Just That's like a, right next to it. It's the cat version off. of Two Fingers Up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> well, at least. Uh, yeah, they're, they're back, they're fine. There's no need to worry anymore about Actually, the Actually, they, they recognise me. Uh, earlier because they ran away from it immediately got as far <laughs> away from ollie as possible as should anyone else we've had a couple of questions in about general stuff any after international game series plans as of yet asked tom knight on twitter um i, I not as of yet but we should be announcing something over the next couple of weeks yep. whether it's just that we're gonna go out for drinks somewhere it kind of depends quite a bit on what happens with the radio coverage for the nfl that's still to be announced and so we might be working we don't know we actually exactly. don't know yet yeah. and so we have to kind of let it rest a little bit on that but there will be some more news on that and hopefully we still want to do a live podcast we hope so if we're going to do that we need you like we need podcast part two but with a little mini audience because otherwise it's going to feel a bit lonely going to o'neill's again and just sitting in a corner the two of us pod, like, pod. we could do the man cave pod and just invite like there's quite a few seats in here we had a little party in here so like like 10 12 people could come and just watch us in here yeah man that, that's pretty bleak in here though isn't it <laughs> as it is no but when i put some <laughs> lights up and that's gonna there's gonna be a projection screen on that end we can show hard knocks so you can finally watch it we're gonna have a fridge in that end this is the next project after we finished redoing the garden this is the this is my project have you started on the garden yet uh, yeah, you know who's going on the <laughs> yeah. you, My wonderful mother, who there's no chance she listens to this, so I don't know why I'm making sure I say wonderful, came and helped us over the last couple of days uh, dig up and replace a bunch of our garden. And it looks great, so fuck you. Uh, Whoa! Jake Viney also asks, are you doing fancy leagues again this year? Uh, if I'm honest, Jake, I don't think we're going to be able to do the charity fancy leagues. I apologise. It's just not going to be enough time to do them. But, We've had two or three people tweet us about this and ask if we were doing the fantasy leagues. Now, in one league that we're in, which I'm not going to lie, is of my five or six core leagues that I have, is sixth on the list without hands down. That's the Paolo Bandini League. No offence to anyone who listens from that league, but it was the last league I joined. Yeah. I, you know, There's no one I know in it really other than Ollie and Paolo. It's a bunch of other peripheries. I've met a few of the guys, um, nice guys. Nice over, guys over the last season, and they are good guys, really good guys. But, I, yeah, it's just, you know, it is the last in my thoughts. And I wanted to spice it up a bit and turn it into an auction league. And when I first made the suggestion, about three people were like, yeah, that sounds interesting. And then it got shot down by every other single person possible, including Ollie. Yeah, including me. Because I can't he couldn't be asked to put the time into an auction league. I can't be asked to figure it out and learn about a new league. I just can't... A new way of uh, drafting. I can't be bothered to do it. I'm really sorry, dude. We're, we're too busy. But, I mean... So, what I'm suggesting is, if you get in touch with me, at, at Will, Will Gav, Gav, at yeah. Gridiron seriously wanting to be involved in a 12-team auction league. I'm going to put one together. We'll draft the week that the season starts. I want people who are actually going to take it somewhat seriously so that, you know, it's not a silly auction or anything like that. I've never done one before. I want to give it a go. So get in touch. Jake, if you want to be involved in the league this year, you're in because you tweeted us about it. And there's somebody else who tweeted us about the fantasy football. I'll make sure I find out who they are and make sure that they are in as well. I just can't find that tweet right now. Uh, I'm not in. Yeah, I know you're not. I'm not doing it. Honestly, I could do with being in a league that you're not in. Yeah, do you know what? It's a, it's a great point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. I, I liked that you maybe to our live draft uh, with Dixon and those guys <laughs> yeah. at the end of the next week on Facebook. Thanks for that, buddy. Uh, I've got two live drafts over the next two weeks. I've got all the online ones. It's a pain. 
not that the charity one was a pain. We enjoyed raising a few yeah. thousand pounds for charity, and we thank everyone that got involved. And we promise there will be prizes at some point. I need to go through and read who all the winners. Do you remember the, that person that wanted? Uh, us to sign a load of the programs from I've last year. I've got them all under my coffee table. I found them all whilst uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm packing a box the other day. Yeah. So we, we can send them to him. That can still happen. Can you remember who it was? I've got his email. That's fine. What is this? This is your present from Chile. I just remembered. Why have you we got me a present? Prizes. Because you looked after my cats and they're not dead. So I mean, bonus. that's great. What is, what is this? This is man live opening a bag. Oh, it's a football shirt. Oh, oh, oh. It's the one he asked for. It's the one I <laughs> oh wow look at that is that going to be big enough for you yeah man they're little sizes in in chile so but actually now seeing you hold it up i held that up and i was like surely only a child would fit into this but actually it looks pretty sizable on you yeah i'm not so going to suggest that you change live in my back garden because i might do it i know I, I don't want that it's beautiful colo colo is the the team that i've gone for now, there's a reason why I went for Colo Colo. Something to do with Football Manager. I thought it was the amazing badge. I, I like. Oh, the badge is wonderful. It's a. Uh, it's uh, I, I would say like a native Chilean. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the native Ch- uh, native Chile culture is not dissimilar to your your kind of standard Native American culture. What you would think of as that. So okay. So it's similar sort of vibe to it, and there are some great markets oh, mate, and that's carvings great. and stuff. So I really appreciate. Thank you so much. I, I mean, I got you a real one as well. I didn't even go and get you a real one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah, but you know, I I would have. It's you better were. build quality. You can still be wearing it in five years' time. You're a wonderful man. Anymore. Uh, I, just to mention hard knocks because we are going to talk rams on the next show or because uh, it's going to be more out of date because the second episode has kind of already been on was it on in america it was on last night and i haven't re-signed up to uh to game pass yet because i'm waiting for um oh this is a nice little tip for our brazilian uh for our, yeah so if you sign up with quidco you can get normally 10 or 15 percent cash back and if you put it into well, i don't know if it'll work as well anymore because the pound's so much weaker than it used to be that actually change if you change it to Brazilian dollar, you save about an extra 30 quid or whatever. Brazilian rei. Rei, there we go. Yeah. I knew you'd know. Um, you save about another 30 quid because it doesn't actually check your region. It just accepts it. It's all right because the Brazilian economy is stuffed anyway. That's why there's no, no one sitting in the seats in the, in the Olympics because no one can afford it. There we go. So, so we're fine. It's uh, fine. Let's just rinse their economy a little bit more. But the point is, I haven't signed up for Game Pass yet. And so I've, I'm watching the hooky versions on the internet of the first episode. And so I'm waiting for the second one to appear somewhere. It hasn't done yet. A couple of highlights from the first episode, as Ollie hasn't seen it yet, because there were some brilliant moments. You're a disgrace. Um, one, of the, one of the truly great moments is Jeff Fisher... Um, wide receiver Dion Long, at the very beginning of the episode, they established the rules for training camp, and there are, there are basically two rules, and one of them is you can't have women in your dorm room at the training camp. Second-year wide receiver Dion Long has a woman in his room. Why? He gets cut immediately. <gasps> uh, he makes an excuse. I, mean, I can't be asked to go into it. So uh, Fisher, when uh, speaking to them the next day and saying to them that he's been cut and really uh, you know, making sure that people understand this is a no-nonsense camp, says... I'm not effing going seven and nine or eight and eight again or even nine and seven. Do you know what? Even 10 or six for that matter. So they're going to go like five and 11. This year. <laughs> yeah, definitely are. <laughs> four, and, four and 12. Brilliant. Because <laughs> there's well no done, way they're going 10 and six. Um, uh, but the, re- the, the real highlight that everyone's been particularly enjoying um, has been uh, Ollie. Where does the sun rise? 
in the East. Right. You would expect a number one overall draft pick who has gone to one of the top colleges on the West Coast and is intelligent enough to learn an NFL playbook and run it to know where the sun rises. You, yeah? would, have, you would have thought so, yeah. Jared Goff did not know that the sun rises in the East and sets in the West. Excuse me, what? But then he starts running the question by other members of the squad as well. And it ends up quite a few of them can't answer that question. The centre literally just goes, you're trying to play me, and walks away. Uh, It is... Well, the centre's like... He's trying to take the take the mick. I know that I know what it is, and then he naffs off. Surely, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure. This is the same man who um, uh, is Eric Cush, uh, who uh, he is looking like he's going to be the best man on Hard Knock so far. He brought about twenty tank tops to camp and speaks about them like they're his most prized possessions in the like they're practically like they're his children and he's like uh going through all the different tank tops and going so you need some stringy armed ones this is when you're having a fat arm day america because he's got an american flag he's like this is when you've got a fat arm day and you just want to rip it up for america and he's like going through all his tank tops as he's taking them out this it's sounds incredible genuinely incredible we, I look, do you know what if we finish recording tonight and it's a reasonable hour we should just watch it before you go home yeah all right yeah fine and then uh, we, we might record some more we probably won't have you seen? Yeah, no. Have you seen Last Chance You? Because that has that is amazing. Uh, I haven't seen Last Chance You yet. I also what? I, I haven't seen Stranger Things yet either. Which people I haven't seen about. Stranger Things. People have said that's amazing. I'm a scaredy cats. I don't think it's meant to be that scary. Is it? I've heard people say it's pretty scary. Uh, oh, tell us, is it is it scary? Apparently, the real highlight from week two, and I did see this on Twitter, is that uh, defensive end William Hayes. I don't know. Did he make your All NFC West team? Uh, I, if he does, it would be ludicrous. No. Or your little piece of paper, <laughs> William Hayes was delighted to be moving to LA. Because it meant he had a better chance of seeing a mermaid. He believes mermaids are real. This gets more ridiculous when you find out later in the episode he's still out on dinosaurs. What do you mean he's out on dinosaurs? He does not. He cannot imagine something that lived sixty-five million years before humans. He doesn't believe dinosaurs are real. Is he one of those god people? I, 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 the, what, the clip I saw, he didn't mention god at all. He just went, "Nope, don't believe it." Ollie Hunter, I've very rarely seen your face that bewildered. This is great. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely the wrong clip to play, but oh well. Um, yeah, shall we, uh, shall we start rattling through some of the news then? And then we'll get on to our AFC West team. Yeah, let's do it. And some of your tweets as well. So uh, have you got the news up in front of you? Because I'm still trying to... Oh, this is an interesting one to me. I, I'm just going to talk about the news that I actually bothered looking at. Because, hey, guess what, people? I'm going to give you a little hint here. A little tip. And this is... I've had to bite my tongue a number of times on Twitter and on Facebook. How do you bite your tongue on Twitter? Days. It's a proverbial bite. Tongue, okay, tongue fine. Bite. Uh, <laughs> it's pre-season. It doesn't mean anything! Oh, yeah, it's a good point. The starters play maybe two series. Game three of preseason is worth paying some attention to because the starters play a decent amount. Preseason is designed to... Uh, examine the depth of your squad to consider those men 45 through 53. Uh, you know, it's to find the depth. It's a, and, and I get that people are excited to be watching real-life football again. And I totally understand that it's great that 90,000 people turned up to the Coliseum to watch the Rams play a preseason game against Dak Prescott 
and the uh, and the Dallas Cowboys. But I just don't care. I want to know how many of those 90,000 people were still in attendance come the end of that game to watch Sean Mannion throw passes to Tarek Hemingway. Who's Tarek Hemingway? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Someone asked me, uh, a guy who I play cricket with, um, uh, John, he asked me, you're going to watch uh, the game tonight? And I said, what, what do you mean, what game? He said, the Seahawks. I can't even remember who the Seahawks were playing. Maybe Kansas City? I said, well, no. It's... Any, right, I don't... If you want to watch it, if you want to watch it, fine. Go ahead and watch it. But it's people posting memes going, football's back! It's not oh. back. Football's only back in, I think it's 22 days. Football's back in 22 days. This is not football, people. It's three weeks today as the show is released, I believe. Uh, it'll probably be released tomorrow morning once I've been too lazy to do it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't want to be a party pooper. If you want to enjoy your preseason football, you go ahead and you enjoy your preseason football. But, but you think they're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not think that. Uh, this has been funny. Uh, we've actually had a few tweets regarding preseason. Martin Opry, who we're doing NFC in the next one, he's asked us for a shout out to the Seahawkers UK. Great group of people just launched their own podcast, the Pedestrian Podcast. I haven't checked out yet. I have seen it on social media, so it's definitely going to be worth checking out at some point. But uh, yeah, like he's talking about how good the O line's been looking for Seattle in preseason. You know, if Feddy looks very good, Jari Evans could be a big signing. I might. I don't care. I'm not ready for this yet. Uh, well, you'll be, have to be ready for it for tomorrow's show because we're doing. Oh no, no, not that yet. Oh, trust me, I've been, I've done my O-line rankings and stuff. But yeah, oh, it's all just a bit silly, Ollie. It's all just a bit silly. Um, Doyle Green Beckham being traded to the Eagles, I found a particularly interesting piece of news um, because Doyle Green Beckham is a guy who I liked a lot coming into the league. Yeah, me too. Huge number of red flags. I probably own him on about four dynasty teams because I really, really like him, but. He's been traded to the Eagles by the Titans. Now, the Titans, not a very wide receiver rich team, but a team with a lot of depth in the O-line, have given up Doriel Green Beckham to take 2012 fifth round pick Dennis Kelly, a swing guard tackle who started two games for the Eagles last year. So basically, they've given him away for a guy who might not make their roster. It's weird, isn't it? They just wanted to get him off the the roster it must be a case that he, he's just not worked out whatsoever that it's just not the right fit but i was stunned that the titans decided to get rid of him and didn't give him an opportunity this year and you know mike malarkey is hardly the coach to turn anyone around but i would have thought dgb would have got at least another year to prove himself I was just a bit stunned. especially with the lack of talent the lack of depth on that wide receiving core. I mean, I know they've got Delaney Walker and they're kind of the similar size, uh, but DGB is that wide receiver. It's a, it's really puzzling. I can't really get my head around it. But going into uh, into Philadelphia, Jordan Matthews is there. I mean, it, perhaps he's an upgrade on, on some of the guys that are already there, Josh Huff being one as well. And it's a really, really strange Really strange one. Did you see with the Titans that they, um, for their first two plays of uh, their preseason game, uh, I can't see who, against the Chargers, um, they <laughs> they auctioned off their first two plays for Make-A-Wish Foundation. What? Make a, yeah, $20,000 were, were raised, and the the people that paid to, uh, paid to call the plays... Um, Managed to do so. So well, they get to see. They actually get to see the playbook and stuff. Like that's the thing that stuns me. Like if I was uh, a member of the AFC South, I'd be like, "All right, we'll give you twenty thousand dollars. You bid on this. 
and just let's let's have a gander of your playbook. I think probably they had a choice of four or five plays. A, a bit like Madden's Madden's choices on exactly. Madden, where like you have the the recommended coaches ones. Yeah. Uh, there, there were a few other bits. Uh, like, the only stuff from preseason that actually matters uh, in terms of uh, the preseason football itself is any injuries that happen. Uh, Carson Wentz picking up a hairline fracture during the Eagles' preseason game against the Buccaneers uh, last week. That could be big news. It's unlikely he will start at the beginning of the season. But stuff like uh, Brock Osweiler underwhelms in preseason opener against the 49ers. Nah, nah, nah. doesn't matter. It, it's, it's not football. New Orleans Saints, uh, first-round uh, first draft pick, uh, I think it was 12th overall. Uh, Sheldon Rankins went down on, uh, in practice on Monday. Um, it looks like uh, he could be out uh, for eight weeks. He broke his, broke his leg, basically. I, I can't remember. This is one. I can't remember who the last um, uh, li- the last uh, pass rusher was who made it into our AFC North team. But I remember we struggled a little bit to pick one. Part of the reason I was struggling is Torrell Suggs was on the pup and it was expected that after the Achilles injury would even still miss the beginning of the season. He's back in practice this week and back off the pup list. And for me, he immediately walks into our FC yeah. North team, even though he's about 50 million years old and has uh, an Achilles injury, which he may not come back from. Well, the defensive coordinator, Dean Peace, said after practice that he was moving fine. He wasn't uh, he wasn't thinking about that Achilles injury it, it, it wasn't affecting his movement his turning or anything like that so it could be that Suggs will see him in, in game three uh, Suggs of madness yeah Terrell, Terrell Suggs of madness <laughs> uh, we'll see him in game three of um, of preseason and hopefully he stays fit and do you know what he's almost the kind of guy that you think what, 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 why are you t- why are you turning your nose I just up? Drank some stone cold tea and I, it was vile. Is there much worse than stone cold tea? I no, don't think there is. Gen- that was genuinely horrendous. I thought it might have retained some warmth, but then I realised we'd already been talking for twenty minutes. So yeah, probably not. Did you see Adele passed on the Super Bowl? Did see it? Yeah. Or, or was she offered it? We I don't know. Which Super Bowl was it? Last year's Super Bowl or the year before? Apparently she's no. Apparently she's or this up year's for this year's Super Bowl and said no, thank you. Oh, well. Uh, I mean... Rob Gronkowski left Pat's practice early. Seems like it's not a big problem and he's going to be fine. Fine. I don't know what you've talked about in the last show, but basically there's not a huge amount in this news that's really exciting me. Josh Gordon is, uh, is confident he can match his 2013 stats, despite the fact he's going to miss the four, first four games of the season. G- great. Brandon LaFell has a torn ligament. That could be actually genuinely big news for the Bengals. That is actually, um, they've got Tyler Boyd, who looks like he's going to, um, well, he'll obviously start behind AJ Green, but Brandon LaFell was, was that slot guy. Um, and he's, a, you know, he's a good pass catcher, but to lose him, I, I think they've got enough time to, to draft someone in to replace him. So how big a news that is, I'm not too sure. Do you remember in uh, 2012, 2013, when I had my little love affair with Christian Ponder? Where I basically was like, I do oh, remember right. that. I guess there was, that, I there guess... was messages back and forth. It was, it was awkward for it was all em- concerned. It, it was Emoji City. Yeah. Uh, you, but you remember I looked at, I watched that season and Adrian Peterson ran his 2,000 yards, but... The reason they made the playoffs is because in the eight games that they did really well in, Ponder stepped up and played well. And actually, yeah. 
I felt that they'd given him more of an opportunity the following year. He could have proved himself to be a starting quarterback. Well, it turns out that my love affair with Christian Ponder has come back to bite me in the ass. He has signed a one-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I, did, I saw this bit of news. Instantly, I thought of you. Instantly, I laughed just like that. Wonderful scenes. <sighs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, uh, we've already covered the stadium renaming. Oh, Josh geez. Brown. He's been sp- suspended for one game. Who's Josh Brown? He's the New York Giants kicker. Suspended for one game for violating the league's personal conduct uh, policy. Um, uh, he, he, says, uh, he says, while I do not agree with the suspension, I will accept it. I have exhausted the appeals process and have no other options along those lines. I will continue to work hard for the team and tremendous confidence in my teammates. Do you think, were they the team that he went injured last year and the punter had to take a few kicks? Maybe. I can't remember what team that was. Hashtag kick watch. Kick watch. I, don't, I genuinely don't remember. Anyway, um, I, wonder what, <laughs> I wonder what he's done. Uh, I, I, look, the thing is, the point we're trying to make is that it's been a while since we've done a podcast. RG3 being named as the starter at the Browns, does that mean anything to you? He threw a pass which was caught by Terrell Pryor. It was a good, it was a good pass. Green Bay. Uh, Travis Frederick signed a six-year contract extension worth 56.4 million, 18.2 guaranteed, makes him the highest paid centre in the league. Uh... He's a great centre. He's my second favourite centre in the league. That's a really ridiculous position to have basically on anyone. Who's your favourite centre? Weston Richardberg. Richard Westenberg. Richard uh, Westenberger. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. The, the point is, is uh, oh, Tyrod Taylor signing a six-year extension, $92 million, dollars was quite big news. That's happened, that happened a while ago now, about five or six days ago. But That's pretty big news, that. Uh, in terms of work, the money buddy. he's making... That 12 million base salary, 15.5 with the option. It's kind of, it's in that region between backup and starter where it's not quite top level money, but considering we're talking quarterback 20 to, to 32 money, aren't we? And, and he falls in that region at the moment, but uh, you know, actually the bills with the number of problems they've had on defense in injuries this off season. I, I liked a lot that we saw his dual threat. He threw for over 3000 yards, 64% completion percentage, uh, led all quarterbacks in rushing yards per game with a little over 40. So yeah, I, I don't mind that move at all. And I'm glad that he's got it signed up. Um, also, Joey Bolsa continues to hold out at charges. This is weird. I don't get it. What's going on? So he, uh, basically, the, the the way that it stands is that the charges want either offset language in his contract or that his signing bonus is spread over two years. Okay. It's to cover themselves in case of major injuries, all these sorts of other bits and pieces in terms of salary cap. And... The fact is, is that he expected as a top five pick that he would get all his money up front and would have no offset language. And But actually, it's since come out that a number of other top ten picks this year, uh, including Ezekiel Elliott, do have that language in their contract. And they're basically, I just, you're a rookie. You're a rookie who, whilst has raw talent, many people are questioning if you've already hit your ceiling in college. 
and you are holding out from your first ever training camp when you could be learning so mm. much while you're there. It's just absolutely insanity to me. It's completely stupid, and I just wanted to mention it in passing because it's so stupid. Okay, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Thanks, buddy. Should we talk about our all AFC West team? Is there anything else you want to? No, no, discuss? no. I think let, let's get into it. Uh, first of all, I mean, before because we give the uh, the divisions the respect they deserve as we get towards the final three. Before we get onto the team, how do you kind of see the AFC West this year? Because we've got in the Chiefs a team we liked a lot last year, but they've got Justin Houston missing for at least the beginning of the year. In the mm-hmm. Raiders, you've got one of the most improved teams in the league. In the Chargers, you've got a team who have had so many injury problems in the last two years. I don't feel like we've seen the true team on the field, but I like the way they've drafted in the last three years. They could theoretically still be a threat. And then the Broncos, who are playing Mark Sanchez at quarterback. It's weird, and they've lost probably one of the... Beyond Von Miller, the most important part of that defense i think in malik jackson so they didn't retain him i it's a weird one it is a really weird one because i think this could be one of the most open divisions but still with quality across the league i I think it's maybe the most difficult division to predict other than the nfc east because the nfc east is such a cack show that you can't figure it out but the afc west there's talent levels in every team but nobody is an out and out favorite by any stretch i feel like the broncos still win the division based on their defensive strength that is the likely direction it goes in for me but i would be and we've seen how great they were last year they'll they'll find someone to fill malik jackson's boots um but yeah you are right the the oakland scenario is really really interesting because doing doing uh, the the all AFC West team, a lot of Oakland players in there. And I don't know whether that's because of uh, past, uh, you know, past seasons and how great the, 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 those players that are coming in and how well they've, they've used their free agency is, or we saw, I think a couple of years ago where they brought in Ike, uh, was it Ike Taylor and uh, Charles Woodson? And we thought that all of these big money end of year, End, sorry, end of... Justin Tuck. John, and, Justin Tuck, The fact yeah. is, Reggie McKenzie, three years ago, I was calling for his head much like everyone else was. He has since turned it around and proven to be one of the best drafting GMs of the... And, and the way he's built that offensive line this year, and we'll talk about that when we get onto the teams, but he has really, really turned it around, and he's one of those people that I feel I owe somewhat of an apology to because I was so, so down on him mm. uh, that he has genuinely might be one of the top five GMs in the league. Yeah, you're we right to be playing that. We, <laughs> we haven't dropped one of those in a while. I just figured <laughs> we'd bring it out. It's the season's nearly started. Bring out the old favourites. Why not? So Why not? let's talk the teams then. Uh, where do you want to start? Well... We've we've been a bit formulaic. Traditionally, yes. it's O line. Let's let's go defense. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, mixing this, it up. This AFC West defense is on paper the one I'm looking at for me, and obviously we could have very different views. Is pretty ludicrous overall, but I really struggled with formation. I think we've got to go because three four, haven't we? I've gone three four, but I think you've got. Four 
three of the best pass rushers in the league. To fit them all in is difficult. And then actually outside of those, you've still got players like Tamba Harley, who would get into many all-division teams as a pass rusher. Yeah. Uh, you've got um, DeMarcus Ware, who, all right, maybe it's a bit of a, a lifetime achievement award, but you'd put him into most divisions as a pass rusher. You would do. You and would. they're not even touching this team, and it's difficult to figure how you get five pass rushers in. So I've gone three, four, but I have played at least one player out of their traditional position. Okay. So who have you got? Who's your front three? Uh, maybe I've gone four, three. No, I've gone three, four. <laughs> I've got Dontari Poe as the nose tackle. Yeah, fine. That's, that's absolutely the same. He is dominant, probably one of the best run stuffers in the league and uh, to an underrated extent. And he still gets six, seven sacks a season, which is a central presence is right up there with yeah. the very best. So love Dontari Poe. No problem with that at all. Uh, then Derek Wolf on the left. Yeah, I, well, I've got Derek Wolf on the right, but Keska Ladiff. Yeah, Keska Ladiff. Now, I was struggling between Mario Edwards and Khalil Mack, and whether or not Khalil Mack goes on the line, or you put him slightly back as one of the ends on a th- on the three four, because of course he's in a four three system down in Oakland. So, I've gone Khalil. I'll go Khalil Mack as the other side from Derek Wolf. Okay, let's let's put a pin in that. Because Khalil Mack is in my lineup, but I've got him playing outside linebacker. Oh, no, no. So who have you got in your two outside linebacker positions? Obviously, Von Miller. Ridiculous to suggest anyone else. Yeah, Von Miller, that's that's a definite. Um, I've gone Bruce Irvin. What? Where's Justin Houston? No, he's injured. He's on the pup. It doesn't matter if Justin well, Houston got, is injured. He gets in my team I've regardless. Got, I've got him in there, but you said he was on the pup. I would take I would take an injured Justin Houston over anyone else. All right, let's take Justin <laughs> Houston. I've, I've, I've highlighted his name. I've shown you the highlight. Yeah, you have shown me the bit of paper. So I've got Justin Houston playing as a defensive end with Khalil Mack and Von Miller playing on the outside. But Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack and Justin Houston... Can uh, uh, it's kind of hybrid on that side. They can swap positions. They can so yeah. That's how I've done it with my outside guys. And then inside, I've gone Derek Johnson yeah. and Brandon Marshall. Yeah, perfect. I've gone Derek Johnson, Brandon Marshall. So I've you've got, got wait, wait, so you've got oh Houston and Mac. Okay, 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 fine. So I've got Houston Wolf, Dontari Poe, Mac Von Miller with Brandon Marshall and Derek Johnson in the middle. Derek Johnson, your prototypical high tackle numbers, good run stuffer, uh, veteran leadership as well. Like what Khalil Mack could learn alongside him, yeah. what Brandon Marshall could learn alongside him. Then Brandon Marshall, great cover guy. I think that is a front seven. We've got the same front seven, just with uh, just a, just a little, you know. Well, we've had our set a tete. It's fine. We yeah. figured out. We're happy with it. So um, and then on sideline of course we've got where Irvin you know Ali <laughs> yeah the, the, the fact is you can build a pretty formidable second 11 for this defense if you were doing an all maybe we should do an all division second 11 let's not do that <laughs> uh, so at safety um, I, I basically had three names in this that I was debasing over um, uh, it's so hard between Eric Berry and TJ Ward for me See, what I've done, I've got uh, Eric Berry and TJ Ward sitting in at free safety and strong safety. That's what I've ended up What, over Reggie Nelson? So, yeah, so this is my point. So TJ Ward, obviously he's not heralded in the same way as the corners we're going to talk about or even the pass rushers we're going to talk about. But 
what he did for the Denver defense last year was so yeah. vital because he can be everywhere. But he's like you. He's a bit like James Milner, but better. He's the ut- <laughs> he's the utility oh, man, isn't he? What a slap in the face! He's, yeah. the, he's the James Milner of this team. Um, so yeah, and then add Reggie Nelson basically in brackets as a. Uh, here's the thing, Reggie Nelson, and whisper this because you'll get a slap in the face if you ever suggest it on Twitter or anything. Had a better season last season than Eric Berry. The first team all pro Eric Berry. Yeah, but we know why Eric Berry was went to the um, where, why he was picked for the, the the Pro Bowl. We know why all of that. And he had I, a can good un- I understand that. I understand. And that. he gave the team such a lift when they went on that run and yeah. everything else. But Reggie Nelson, but Eric Berry is one of my favourite players in the league. Also a lovely man, as we found out at the Super Bowl. You are right. So TJ Ward and Eric Berry would be my two. I'm going Nelson and TJ Ward. I might put it to a Twitter poll. I think that's a great Twitter poll. Mark it down. Put it on the poll! (laughs) Good. Uh, And then the corners. Two of them were very easy for me, because if anyone's... This is the first one you're listening to for some reason. We've been selecting three corners uh, in terms of... We'll play some nickel system. Derek Johnson will probably drop out. Um, So, Chris Harrison and Aqib Tlaib were... Uh, easy, easy. You, you can't not pick them choices. Um, in terms of the other two, I think the sexy slash uh, popular pick slash hipster pick, everything else is Marcus Peters because of the incredible rookie Do season you know what? Had. I put my highlighter on him, but then I took it off. Who did you have as your third then? I like Jason Ferret. Oh, I like Jason Verrett. Jason Verrett. See, this is the thing. Not only Jason Verrett, but I think you have to give a shout to Sean Smith as well. Yeah. Who was with the Chiefs, now with the Raiders. And I think improves that Raiders secondary dramatically. And had a great season with the Chiefs last year. I thought Sean Smith was better than Marcus Peters throughout. If you're going to, sort of on a mean average basis, I think he was better or more consistent than, than Peters. Peters had high ceilings with those interceptions, but I think Smith was, was better throughout the season. But I think Jason Verrett, plus, I mean, we don't need to include someone. It's not like... Uh, <laughs> You're just saying we haven't got a charger in our yeah, team. exactly. Yet. But I, <laughs> the fact that I picked him to join the Chargers, uh, I think as my inaugural first ever pick. Yeah, okay. I'm, go- I'm, I'm, going, I'm, tr- go- I'm going for right. it. Here's the thing. Everyone who's going to complain that we've not got Marcus Peters in there, and that's ludicrous. Marcus Peters will probably make this team every year for the next 10 years. We'll all get over it. Calm yourselves down. We're going Jason Verrett. I yes. love that. Ollie, I love that. Thanks, mate. Uh, AFC West. So, um, on the offense, where do you want to start? I mean, should we just get the O-line out of the way? Because it's pretty, pretty simple. <laughs> I, I, well, you say it's pretty simple. I mean... It is pretty simple. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. It, there's, there's, far, there's four Raiders for me. Not for me. Whoa. Not for me. Not for you, Beaky. All right, go on. All right, I've got three Raiders. They are Donald Penn, the left tackle. Yes. Kalichi Assembly, completing the left side of that yeah, line. Had a great season. Free agent signing in, um, in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, up there as one of the best guards in the league. And Gabe Jackson, who... Uh, came in, was he undrafted or a late round pick? Or he certainly was in and around the area. You've got the official depth. He was, um, he was a third round pick. Oh, was he that early? Yeah. Oh, that's, that surprised me because he came in as a starter. Was he that early? <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy darling. <laughs> um, 
I, I think he has really proven himself yeah, to be a great starter. Uh, it's quite interesting. We had a tweet in from somebody saying each of these divisions has a ludicrously weak position. And uh, when I had to try and pick a right guard for the NFC West, that was a horribly painful experience. But those are my three. And then I have Mitch Morse, the chief center. Now, Mitch Morse had a good season last season. And the second round draft pick, he had a very, it, I, I'll give it, he had a very good season. And what he could do in creating holes for all of those running backs, Davis, Ware, West, Charles, he's a great, he's a great man up front. But. There's always a but. I like Rodney Hudson. I'm not having it. I'm not having Rodney Hudson. I don't know why. I just. I think if you've got Gabe and Kalichi and Donald, yes, I know them by first names. <laughs> I think for continuity reasons, it would be folly, folly to have someone, someone else in there when I think they're actually very, very similar. And then at right tackle, you've obviously got Menelik Watson, right? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's Mitchell Swartz. Yeah, Mitchell Swartz is the best yeah. right tackle in yeah. football. Uh, Joe know. Barksdale will do a job for you. But it's Mitchell Swartz. And, and if you're looking at it and if you're saying, all right, we're in the AFC West, we've got to contend with Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, the list just goes on. What do you do if you're the Chiefs? You go and get the best right tackle in football from one of the worst, if not the worst run organisation in football. Unbelievable that they let him go. go. Unbelievable so, that they let him go. Fine. All in for that. Uh, so right. did we decide, Mitch Morse or, or Rodney Hudson? I would say, I, I, you know, I, I'm happy to go with you and take Rodney Hudson for the, for the sake of fluidity continuity. and of chemistry. And continuity, yes. Yeah, or co- continent, whatever you want to call it. Okay, good. So Mark Sanchez at quarterback, right? <laughs> I mean, he's bottom of the list, there, isn't he? There is only one name. And do you know what, Peyton, there was only one name last year. And I think there was maybe only one name the year before that as well. Not the year before that when you threw like 57 touchdowns yeah. and you were ridiculous. Uh, it's got to be Phil Rivers. It's Philip Rivers. That's who I've got. Um Alex Smith had a good season last season, managed to throw touchdown passes to wide receivers for once. Uh, he managed to get moving on his feet as well. I think he scored his longest touchdown run last year, 30-something yards. Had his longest ever run last year, 60-something yards at uh, the International Series game against Detroit. Um, what about Derek Carr? It, yeah, I mean, if we, you know, I banged on all about continuity if he's got his line in front of him yes but philip rivers he'll have one or two really bad games a season but other than that he's he's solid i like and, Phil and, rivers. and they've had such a problem with the o-line they've had such a problem with yeah. injuries you know i i philip rivers is that one player there's there's this i feel like going into the season there's um i've heard it a couple of times this idea that there are two quarterbacks who really, if they don't go and win their first Super Bowl this year or next, they're never going to win one, who deserve to win one at some point in their career. And that's Philip Rivers and Tony Romo. Yeah. And Philip Rivers, for me, is the far better of those two quarterbacks. The better career passer. Now, I, the, I tell you, I agree more intelligent. with you. He, 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 let me just, let me finish. Okay, my go, sorry. He is one of the best quarterbacks at adjusting at the line, which is very underrated. He sometimes doesn't read the whole of the field, which can be an issue. 
but he's had Antonio Gates his whole career, so actually that small issue has been blanketed. Whereas Tony Romo has a tendency to get through his reads, but hold on to the ball a bit too much. So yeah. I, 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 Philip Rivers is the better of those two quarterbacks for me, and he's the one I'd like to see win a Super Bowl if one of those two were going to win one. I want to propose something. You want to propose? Something. Why don't we do a Twitter poll Who's the better quarterback, Rivers, Rivers or, or Romo? Romo. <laughs> Who's the better quarterback? And then the next day we'll do a poll. Who would you rather see win the Super Bowl? And I bet you that Philip Rivers wins the, the second, second one. Another first. Another, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, hands down. Uh, put it on the poll. <laughs> but, but Derek Carr, going back and looking at 2015. So I, I was kind of looking statistically at the quarterbacks while I was choosing because there was part of me that wanted to make this slight hipster pick and go Derek Carr because of what a great season he had. But... First, yep. first 11 games, about 63% of passes, 7.66 yards an attempt, 24 touchdowns, just six picks, well over 100 in passer rating. It was decent, wasn't it? That's, that's a pretty, pretty good set of statistics. Final five games of the season, drops to 56% passing. He drops two yards per average. His passer rating drops down to 70. And the more I kind of looked at it, the more it looked like that as some of the talent around him fell off, he really, really started to struggle when Penn um, uh, d- when Penn had issues from kind of week twelve onwards, uh, age, injury, whatever it was. He he really struggled against mm. pressure, and I'm not suggesting that he's going to be bad, but he has he made some really bad throws through those last five games, and I'd say that Raiders have some. There's a Some question marks. for concern. Some question marks, more so than I have with the other quarterbacks in that class at the moment. Um, I mean, Bridgewater, I don't think is... I think he's the worst, maybe, of that group. But whoa, whoa, whoa. You've changed your tune. You loved Bridgewater last no, year. what? I think he... When have I ever said you, I No, man, you, you were all over Bridgewater. He's the most average quarterback. I said he's the most average he's, quarterback. He's like Alex Smith, but he has a worse throwing motion. And he looks like Bambi in headlights. I, 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 right, listeners, if I've ever defended him, you tell me. I'm pretty I, sure you have. I don't remember doing that. So, Philip Rivers is our quarterback. Yep. Who are our wide receivers? Um, I think you go for Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Keenan Allen. Ooh. You I, don't have Keenan Allen? No, I've gone the two Denver, Demarius Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. If you think Emmanuel Sanders is a better wide receiver than Keenan Allen, I might have to just turn this all off now. I think he is. I think we might be done. That is farcical. Why is that farcical? Because Keenan Allen is arguably the second best. In fact, I think I put Keenan Allen's name first on my list. Where's your hysterical music? (laughs) Honestly. You're you're in disgrace. I want to get hysterical. Let's get into hysteria. Okay, I mean, as a, right. explain yourself. Okay, so Keenan Allen, 71 catches as a rookie, 77 in his, in his second season. In his third season, before he was seriously injured in Week 8, he was on pace for 134 catches. He was leading the division in touchdowns. He was leading the division in plays over 20 yards. And he's now... Well, he basically, when the Chargers fell off and Philip Rivers fell off, it was because Keenan Allen wasn't there. Keenan Allen is a better receiver than Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is a role guy who looks great in that offense because he's got Demarius Thomas and the likes around him. Keenan Allen is a true number one receiver. 
you can have Keenan Allen. <laughs> Uh, who, I bow to you, <laughs> Monsieur Gavin. Who are we having a running back? Oh, easy. Todd Gurley. Th- that's the NFC West. You've gone for the wrong division. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Jamal Charles. Uh, I've got Jamal Charles as well. I, I feel bad that we've, uh, like, I feel bad for the other running backs in the division because you've kind of gone... Well, we take two running backs, You know, we? You know how he's got a torn ACL and stuff, guys. We're still going to take him <laughs> over any of you. We really would. We'd, we'd take two running backs, though. Do we? Surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing that. They play as, a, as the auxiliary running back for when we go wildcat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I forgot that we do that. So, uh, who is the other running back? Okay, so you have a choice of Melvin Gordon, Danny Woodhead, Brandon Oliver, <laughs> Latavius Murray. <laughs> Start, do not go deeper on the on the Chargers running back depth chart than you have done. Or actually, I wouldn't go even as deep as Melvin Gordon. Let alone, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good shout, uh, Latavius Murray, Sharkandrick West, Spencer Ware, Niall Davis, <laughs> C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman. Who do I think has the best season out of those running backs? I don't know. Well, why, I think you think that. Okay. I mean, you asked me the question. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Answer I for think me. that you think that Latavius Murray will have the best season. I think Latavius Murray's massively overrated. Whoa! And you can't tell me this is a shock, because I said I thought the Raiders should draft a running back when we were doing our preview, so... You did not say that. This is... Bu- Stop, <laughs> Stop saying I didn't say things I definitely said. I think I, it was BS. I would take Latavius Murray. I like Latavius Murray. So, here's the thing. I don't think anyone in that group of running backs has proven to me that they are deserving of a place on our Raw Division team. So what you're saying if is... If anyone has... It's yeah. Sharkandrick West. So what you're saying is, you want to take Derek Watt, the fullback <laughs> from the LA Rams. They drafted him. Why draft- do you keep picking me an NFC West player? Sorry, he's not the LA Rams. He's the uh, d- the Chargers. Derek Watt. He's, I've got them all. I've got too many bits of paper in front of me. Derek Watt. He was char- he was uh, drafted in the sixth round. You right. want to take him as a, as our fullback. Ahead of anyone else. Do you know which running back I think has the best statistical season in the NFL this, in in the AFC West this year? Shakandrick West. CJ Anderson. Because I think they've uh, well, a drop off a quarterback hardly, but I think CJ Anderson the last two seasons has looked great. <laughs> Down the stretch. This is the year he's going to put it together and look great from game one. His first season, last eight games, he was top three back in the league. Last year, last six games and the playoffs, he was top eight or nine back in the league. He can be a top ten back from week one, potentially, because of Kubiak's system, because of the way he fits into it. I really like CJ Anderson this year from a, like a fantasy-type perspective. But an overall talent basis... I guess let's take Latavius Murray. I'm not happy about it, but let's do it. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Brilliant. And tight ends. I've been giving you too much in this show. Well, I gave you Keenan Allen. Uh, Right. Tight ends. It's only one. I mean, we're playing two set tight ends. Can we not have a second running back and we have two tight ends instead? Let's do that. Travis Kelsey, Antonio Gates. Yes. Done. Fine. Easy. Easy. Uh, also, Antonio Gates, whilst we're doing fantasy darlings, mm. I saw a great stat about Tony Gonzalez, who everyone said uh, had fallen off as a fantasy tight end about five years before his career ended, and he still finished as a top six tight end yeah. that season. With 
Keenan Allen back in the lineup with uh, Travis Benjamin stretching the field a bit more and with the fact that he's Philip Rivers' safety blanket in an improved line, I think Antonio Gates, I'm not saying draft him in the first seven or eight rounds. I'm saying you can probably get him as your last outfield player before you take your defense and your kicker. And if you've waited on a tight end and not taken a top guy, you can do a lot worse than Antonio Gates this year. Who are the tight ends ahead of him? Snap. Snap, uh thoughts who are the tight ends ahead of him just in the entire league yeah go on or in fantasy or in what? fantasy okay so rob gronkowski yeah no, i called him rob first name terms me and robbie uh robbie gronkowski bennett travis kelsey see the martellus bennett thing it kind of i i don't want to predict what bill belichick's going to do with that offense because i genuinely don't know at the moment i think he's in the conversation but i think people are drafting him too high at the moment okay uh, can you tell I've been doing my fantasy stuff while I was in Chile? Yeah. <laughs> um, I said Kelsey. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's the number two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, right. uh, so Jordan Reed's in at number two. Um, and then beyond that, do you know what I really like this year? I've really got to stop giving this away. These people who listen are in fancy leagues with us, <laughs> who I think is a sneaky choice for tight end this year. Ooh, I don't like If that. you want to take a late one, Zach Ertz. Had a very impressive second half of last season starting to look like an all-round package. Yeah. And I think if Doug Peterson runs the Andy Reid offense, they love giving the tight end the ball. So Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert, very much up there. Yeah. I, do you know what? I didn't even think about him because of his yeah. injury, but Tyler Eifert, definitely up there. It was a, that's a, it's a mean thing to ask you to do this. I think we've covered a lot. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Jimmy Graham does as well. And we'll, t- yeah. in fact, we'll t- save it for the NFC West because that's going to be covered in that. So, um, uh, is that all our positions? I think that's all our positions. So, just to run through it. AFC- oh, let's... Uh, punter. The Raiders punter. Oh, oh uh... Marquise. Marquise King, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kicker? Uh, Brandon McManus. Really? Yeah, why not? He kicks it in, um... He's kicking it... Uh, that's uh, not why I'm asking you really. You sh- How... How quickly you forget? Is Brandon gone? How quickly you forget this young man. Oh! It's got to be Kaido. To the bank. To the bank. To the bank. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Kaido Santos. (laughs) By the way, there are people that, uh, I'm not sure whether they still listen to the podcast, they probably do, that decided to draft Kaido Santos just to piss me off. Yeah, I I actually, I have a, (laughs) I I have a a tactic with, uh, in fact, do you know what? I've asked people to be in an auction league with me, but I'm just going to tell you my tactic. When I get to my third or fourth uh, uh, nomination in an auction league, I just nominate a kicker for a dollar and no, no one else bids against him and goes, what, what, there's like, you know, Brandon Marshall's still on the board and Keenan Allen's still on the board and I just sit there and I go, don't bid against me then. And I get a top five kicker for a dollar, and then I just forget about it and move on, and I don't have to think about the kicker later. It's a good tactic, man. Okay, I have no idea and, what you're on about. And the thing <laughs> is, if anyone else comes in and goes, oh, I'm going to steal that tactic and pay $2 for a kicker, I'm like, ah, you've just paid $2 for a kicker. You're an idiot. So it all works out for me. Yeah, that two bucks. How <laughs> many bucks do you start off with? 200. Oh, okay. So you get 200, you should probably spend, I know, right, we'll do a fantasy pod nearer the time, <laughs> okay. particularly after we've already done, don't forget, auction draft, you want to get in touch with it. So, the team, Philip Rivers, wide yep. receiver, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Demarius Thomas, Jamal Charles at running back, Travis Kelsey and uh, Antonio Gates, uh, offensive line, Donald Penn, Kalichi Assembly, the centre from the Raiders, Rodney Hudson, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Mitchell Swartz. Defence, Derek Wolf, Dontari Poe, Justin Houston playing on the line, Khalil Mack and Von Miller outside, Derek Johnson and Brandon Martin. 
Marshall inside. Safeties, Ward and Berry, we think, but we're going to put a Reggie Nelson poll out there. And then Chris Harris, Akib Talib, and Jason Verrett at cornerback. Bang. Yeah, bang. Right, should we save the Twitter questions for the next show because we're going to have no news to talk about? Yeah, let's do it. Brilliant. So we'll save that for the next show. Uh, anything else we'd like to cover off while we're here? Nope. Oh, nope. I don't think there is. Nope. Uh, right, there is one thing I want to talk about. And that is the ultimate tailgate parties. If you're intending to go to the International Series games this year, there are no better places to be beforehand, I like to say, than the, I like to say, I sound ludicrous. Uh, the ultimate tailgate parties, we've talked about this before. It's something that our friends at uh, Sports Travel Tours put on, and they are a really good time to be had by all. And the reason I mention them in particular is because we have 20 tickets to give away to the ultimate tailgate party of your choice for the next international series game. Wow. Or for for the international series game of your choice for this season. I've really mucked that one up, but let's ignore that and move on. I think people got the gist. If you go to at Gridiron on Twitter, you'll be able to find the information on there and you can win free tickets. I think it's 20, it's it's either 20 tickets or 20 pairs of tickets. It might be 20 pairs of tickets to come along, uh, rather, uh, so 40 tickets in total. It's worth £65. It's a fantastic freebie. You get all you can eat food, unlimited beers, wine, and soft drinks, DJ, autograph sessions with an NFL legend and they're all on the doorstop of the stadium so whoa 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 and we'll be there and we will probably be there so uh, the closing date for entries is Sunday the 28th of August you can register online if you go to the ultimate tailgateparty.net and then there is a link on that website but if you really want to go all in it's forward slash UK forward slash public forward slash promo Or go to Gridiron on Twitter, and you'll find that we've posted a link on there. Go in there, enter your details. You need to register, so email, password, all of that, and your personal information, so we can get in touch with you if you win one of the prizes. And, uh, oh, hold on, 20 tickets to each of our three NFL parties, 60 tickets in all. So it's 10 pairs per party. There you go, I've got the answer. So get online, register, and come to the Ultimate Tailgate Party for free! Free beer! I like that. Free one. Imagine how much money you're going to save on your International Series weekend. And then you come out for beers with us afterwards. It's going to be a riotous time. (laughs) Riotous time. So go online, register for that, and fingers crossed for you that you win. Ollie Hunter, any final thoughts? None. Wonderful stuff. Well, thank you so much for listening. It's been a joy to be back, even if it has been a bit rambling at times. We've still got the NFC North to go. Let's go crackers with the Packers. <laughs> and if anyone's seen that ridiculous article on the Guardian website suggesting about the Aaron Rodgers era and stuff, DJ Gallo, what are you on about, mate? That's ridiculous. But otherwise, NFC West podcast out tomorrow. We'll answer your Twitter questions as well. Thank you so much for listening. This has been situation in the Pacific is worse than reported. The Japanese are planning something big. What's the target? Midway. From the director of Independence Day. A couple dozen planes against all Japanese fleet. We got the order to launch. Discover the incredible true story. Today we're going to be underdogs. Of the World War II battle. Good luck, boys. Fire! Midway. Download and keep now.